Welcome to the awesome Podmix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the first episode of Marvel Studios' She-Hulk: Attorney at Law. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is "A Normal Amount of Rage," written by Jessica Gao and directed by Kat Koiro. It's the fourth series to have a Kevin Feige production credit after Hawkeye, Moon Knight, and Ms. Marvel. The Marvel Studios title sequence now includes the mighty Thor Jane Foster from the movie Thor: Love and Thunder. The episode opens with Jennifer Walters practicing her closing argument about power and responsibility, a reference to Ben Parker and May Parker's dialogue, "With great power there must also come great responsibility." Jen's lawyer colleague Dennis very rudely makes snarky comments like two rhetorical questions it's so wordy more smiles shut up dennis no one asked you dennis 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 the menace jen has two degrees from university of california one of which i'm guessing is her law degree on her shelf there's a book on badass women ucla pin and mug a white mug that reads see you later litigator a crowned ruth bader ginsburg bobblehead that reads I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. It's going to be my rebuttal for every argument henceforth, apart from please remove yourself from my personal space. Jen is deputy district attorney going against GLKH, which is Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. The first three names in the law firm are based on the Marvel Comics founder Martin Goodman, Stanley, born Stanley Lieber. and Jack Kirby born Jacob Kurtzberg before heading to the courtroom Jen breaks the fourth wall and reveals she's a hulk now she knows people won't be able to focus until they learn how that happened great screenplay move addressing the metaphorical elephant in the room and running with it flashback to a few months ago Jen is on a road trip with her cousin Bruce Banner Bruce is explaining how his roasted endgame arm has started to heal He's even made a prototype device that keeps him in human form. This is a testament to the fact that Bruce has 7 PhDs. Science bitch. In the car, we see a pack of flaming lime Cheetos with chopsticks. It's a reference to Oscar Isaac's mustache photograph when he was doing a show titled Show Me a Hero in 2018. We learn that Bruce and Jen are not the only geniuses in the family. There's also a person named Ched. Who is Ched? Where is he? And when are we going to meet him? As Jen discusses her theory about Steve Rogers' virginity, notice how Bruce has this expression where he knows some secret but he's not spilling. One of the Sakaran's courier craft appears out of nowhere, causing Jen and Bruce to meet with an accident. As Jen gets out of the car, she gets a laceration on her arm. Bruce warns Jen to get away. Bruce's gamma radiated blood bleeds into Jen's laceration and enters her bloodstream. She transforms and runs into the forest. When Jen regains consciousness, it's dark. The day has transitioned into night. She finds her way out of the forest, 
to a nearby bar named Ideal Sports Bar. We even see a Roxanne board, which has previously been shown on the TV show Agent Carter. She enters the bar through the back door and it's ladies' night. Right underneath that is a QR code, which takes you to the first issue of the Savage She-Hulk comics from 1980. Jen enters the washroom and begins to clean herself up. A bunch of women enter the washroom. I've never seen a group of more supportive women trying to help a strange woman. They give her a pair of shoes, a jacket, and their phones so she can make a call to Bruce. It's such a heartwarming scene. We need more scenes like this where women are supporting women. Jen steps out of the bar. Some men bother her seeing her all by herself. She loses her cool. In this situation, any girl would. The rage forces her to transform. Her transformation scares the men. Right on cue, Bruce Hulk leaps at Jen Hulk. Jen wakes up in the morning in a room and finds Led Zeppelin's t-shirt and shorts. When she steps out of the room, we see this beautiful beach house in Mexico, which Bruce reveals later in the show. We see a wrecked black and gold Iron Legion helmet lying there. Maybe it is from Age of Ultron. There's also Hulk's gladiator helmet from Ragnarok. Jen walks down to the basement. Tony Stark built a tiny beach house lab for Bruce during the blip years. Bruce misses his science bro Tony so much. Bruce informs that they hit a Sakaran Class 8 courier craft and he needs to get to the bottom of the message the Sakarans are trying to send. Bruce and Jen share a rare combination of genetic factors, so Jen's blood helps Bruce fix his roasted arm from Endgame. Jen doesn't want to turn back to Hulk. She wants to stay her normal lawyer self. She even asks for the prototype calibrated to her that'll help her stay normal. Bruce wants to share his discoveries and insights and impart wisdom about being a Hulk with her cousin, but she's not interested. Bruce tries to reason with her and make her understand the gravity of the situation. Jen is put in a container with blades that have Stark Industries logo. Bruce explains that the transformations are triggered by distressed emotional state. Jen wants to see Pixar's inside out when Bing Bong sacrifices himself out of the wagon. Bruce clarifies the triggers are anger and fear. Jen replies, those are like the baseline of every woman just existing. No truer words have ever been spoken before. Jen freaks out as the blades advance toward her. All Bruce is concerned about is the data. That's such a scientist thing. Bruce wants Jen to put the helmet back on so that he can get the threshold reading. Post-transformation, Jen retains her cognitive abilities and doesn't talk like a child as Hulk did in the earlier movies. Bruce is surprised and a little jealous. Bruce used to get back to his human form when he fell out of a jet, got knocked out by a robot, or when Natasha sung him a lullaby. He has no logical explanation of how that worked. Mighty Honk wakes Jen up the next morning. Because Jen was not into dialectical behavioral therapy, we now see a training montage. Jen is better at being the Hulk than Bruce is. The only upside to being a Hulk is all buzz and no barf when you drink alcohol. Jen and Bruce drink up. Tony and Bruce build this bar together. They even have their initials carved out on the wood, BB and TS. Tony used to drink and complain about Steve. Bruce really misses all his friends, Tony, Steve and Natasha. 
The next morning, Jen still has to deal with Hulk-sized hangover. It's sad that no one told Jen and Bruce about this magical hangover cure, Morning Fresh. If they had made Morning Fresh the last shot of the night, they would have woken up as fresh as a daisy with no hangover. Morning Fresh is India's number one hangover cure. Morning Fresh is a unique and patented formulation that helps the reactivation of a naturally occurring enzyme in the liver called ADH. So don't just be a smart hulk. Drink smart and beat hangovers. Our listeners from India can make a purchase online from the portal drinkmorningfresh.com. It's available in powder and liquid form. Their delicious flavors include strawberry, orange, lime, cinnamon, mint, and cola. It's a delicious, flavorful detox drink. What are you waiting for? The weekend is here already. Do the smart thing. Drink responsibly. Stock up your morning fresh and beat hangovers naturally. Back to She-Hulk, attorney at law. Jen doesn't want to be a superhero. It's incredibly sad to hear Jen explain how she's great at controlling her anger when she gets catcalled in the streets. When incompetent men try to explain her area of expertise to her, Because if she won't, she would be called emotional or difficult or might even be literally murdered. Unfortunately, women and people who identify as women have to go through such things even in this day and age. Jen wants to leave and get back to her normal life, but Bruce doesn't let her. This leads to a brawl between them. The thunderclap fight between the two destroys Bruce's bar. Jen helps Bruce rebuild the bar. Bruce says if Jen wants to return to her lawyer life, he would accept that. Jen breaks the fourth wall and says he doesn't really mean that. Bruce turns back and reacts. Jen carves her initials JW on the wood in Bruce's bar. Jen and Bruce enjoy flaming lime Cheetos with chopsticks. Gosh, now I am hungry for flaming lime Cheetos. Bruce bids Jen goodbye. He assures her that he understands her and will always be there for her. His little beach house will always be open for his cousin Jen. Flashback ends. We see the court reporter making colorful illustrations on the computer. The opposing counsel is presenting his closing argument. Jen is about to present her closing argument, but Titania crashes into the courtroom, literally breaking a wall. What is she used upon? Nikki nudges Jen to hulk out. Jen transforms, fights and punches Titania and saves people in the courtroom. This will escalate and Jen will be more in the public eye than she likes. The end credit sequence is like the court reporter's colorful illustrations on the computer. Mid credit scene. Jen is with Bruce at Bruce's bar. She's crying about Steve Rogers' ass and how America's ass didn't deserve to die a virgin. Hang on, just a second. What do you mean die? When did he die? No, my heart can't take any more of the OG Avengers dying. Someone, please, for the love of God. No, Chris Evans needs to confirm that Steve Rogers did not die. He's alive and kicking. Come on, America's ass. Bruce reveals that Steve Rogers lost his virginity to a girl in 1943 on his USO tour. I knew Bruce was hiding something. My question is, who that girl, Steve? Spill the beans. I was under the impression that Peggy Carter was his best girl and the love of his life even before he received the super soldier serum. 
You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the awesome pod mix page on Patreon, and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.